This is The Wrap. Sportsnet 590, the fans' Raptors postgame show. Malachi Flynn guarded by Carey, and Flynn buries the three ball. Malachi Flynn having himself a game. He's now got 17, and the Raptors on an 8-0 run have opened up a five-point lead at 99-94. Eric Smith with the call. Malachi Flynn. Hey, we get a nice preseason story here for this Raptors team. Good evening, everybody. I'm Roger Lajoie here until 11 o'clock, and we'll be mostly talking Raptors with you. Up until then, Eric Smith, who did the call, will uh, join us shortly. We'll get more of his post-game thoughts. Joshua Howe from Sportsnet will also join the show. We'll get his thoughts as well. And if you would like to weigh in and give us your thoughts, let's make it a threesome on tonight's game, the Raptors, where they're going, you're welcome. You can do it on Twitter at the Raj 590 at the Raj 590. You can text 590-590. If you're texting, please, your name and your location. And you can email roger at sportsnet590.ca. Look, it's preseason. It's preseason. You don't want to get overworked up about any element of it. But they're on the schedule. You got to play them. So you may as well win them. And somewhat similar to the first game, although not as bad, but it was a bad first quarter again for the Raptors tonight, especially on the defensive side of the ball. In fact, in the first half, Raptors defense was not there. 60-57 at the half and only got to 60-57 thanks to a late uh, triple from Fred Van Vliet right at the buzzer. But as the game wore on, very similar to the first game against the Hornets a couple of nights ago, Raptors defense started to assert itself and... This much we know. Only two preseason games, and we already knew this, but now we really know, if you want to phrase it that way. The team is still good. The team is still very good. Very good. There are plenty of weapons here. And back to Malachi Flynn, who in the first two games has been the talking point, and sometimes, and I really get hesitant about starting to talk about a rookie. It's a preseason games is like, Relax, but a boy, especially tonight. I thought he was great in game one. Tonight, 19 minutes, 52 seconds floor time, 17 points, three assists, two steals, and had a heck of a game. And this is a late first round draft pick, 22 years old. And I think when we started talking about the Raptors, you know, depth chart and everything else about this franchise, he really was not right at the top of the list for obvious reasons because there's this this team is still loaded with veterans how much playing time he is opening some eyes seven for 12 from the floor three for eight from three-point land if you're into the plus minus he was plus 13 and for a second consecutive game another tremendous effort from malachi flynn uh freddie van vliet had a big first half 21 points in the first half uh just two in the second but 23 points in the game only played 22-03 remember it's preseason, so these guys are just going to be used. Uh, but, boy, Freddie had a go in 9 for 12 and 5 for 7 from three-point land, so he was great. Pascal Siakam, another decent 23 minutes tonight, 5 for 7 shooting, 12 points, 5 boards, 3 assists. And, again, early, it's preseason, so here we go. And decent start for this team, uh, without question. Um, also on the bench, Terrence Davis uh, chips in with 14 for the Raptors. So another solid effort there. And they did enough defensively to get things done. 112-109, Raptors 2-0 in the preseason. Friday night, their final preseason game. We'll have it right here against Miami on Sportsnet 590, the Fed. We're going to talk to Joshua Howe first from Sportsnet, get his thoughts on the, the game tonight and on the first two Raptor preseason games. Joshua, great to have you on the show. And let's start with... Mr. Flynn, holy heck, that kid has just uh, had a terrific first two preseason games here. Yeah, he's been fantastic. Um, I'm not sure anybody expected him to be quite this good, uh, but all the projections of his game have translated immediately, even though this is preseason and the games have been against the Charlotte Hornets. Um, but still, I mean, you know, this is exactly the kind of player that the Raptors were looking for um, when they picked him in the draft at number 29. Um, he's a guy that can you know, create individually, uh, create for teammates, um, add something to the Raptors' half-court offense that they didn't have last season. And, 
you know, evidently he's making a, a push for, um, you know, an actual spot in Nick Nurse's rotation, uh, not just sitting on the outside looking in, which is where a lot of rookies end up, especially when they come from later in the draft. But uh, the Raptors have been really, really good the last several years, making uh, their picks late in the draft and, and, and finding some real gems there. Um, you know, the Raptors title team, um, everybody talks about how they didn't have a lottery pick on that team. And, uh, yeah, they continue it here. Flynn's looked incredible, um, you know, at almost every aspect of the game. He's able to pull up from anywhere. Uh, he's a good spot-up shooter. He's got a long range there. He's great defensively. knows how to funnel the, uh, his opponents into the Raptors' defense. He's picked up the schemes pretty quickly, it looks like. Um, so, yeah, just a, just a great couple games. You know, Joshua, it, it, I'm glad you brought up the fact that uh, the expectations of where they're drafting when you don't have lottery picks and how, you know, a franchise moves. He was a 29th pick in the first round uh, by the Raptors. But this has been the front office of the Raptors' M.O. for the last few years, has it not? In fact, you know, this team won an NBA championship without the benefit of, of a lottery pick that they drafted in their lineup. Here he comes in, Fred Van Vliet, 23 points. We all know Fred's great story. The, the scouting department, this organization, its ability to identify players at all points in the draft or by free agency or would, and their development of 905 maybe doesn't really get talked about enough because so many of the core players on this team have come through this organization in similar fashion. Yeah, it's, it's really one of the most underrated things about uh, the Raptors, I think, as an organization the last several years, especially under Masai Ujiri, has been their ability to find the you know, gems in the draft. Um, you know, a lot of franchises, they go the route of, of tanking uh, when they're not so good, looking to get those high draft picks and looking for a player that can change a franchise. Uh, you know, finding a franchise player is extremely difficult, obviously. Finding a player that will become a top-ten player um, that is likely to lead your, your team to a uh, title is, is extremely difficult. Um, but there's something to be said for consistently, you know, on a year-by-year basis. Uh, it's something that the San Antonio Spurs have been known for, for for years, and part of the reason that they were able to have a, you know, um, NBA record-tying streak of 22 straight uh, playoff uh, appearances is that they, they just were able to draft um, really, really well over the years. And, you know, that doesn't always mean necessarily finding a guy that's going to be franchise-altering, but continuing to find guys that will keep your team competitive, um, you know, year after year, keep them in the hunt. And, um, you know, sometimes when you're a team like the Raptors, whose uh, long-term plan here is to make a big splash going after a free agent next summer, um, you know, having a competitive team to showcase to said free agent, uh, that's a pretty big deal. So, uh, you know, bringing in guys like this who can contribute immediately is a, is a pretty cool thing. We know what Fred Van Vliet can do. We know what a contributor he's been, and the Raptors knew that because they gave him the big contract. But I, I don't know if it's just the fact that he's coming off the contract or the poise or whenever Freddie gets a, a little annoyed out there on the court, and he was. He didn't like the officials. He got a technical called on him tonight. But, uh, man, if you're the Raptors, you're smiling, sitting back, going, yeah, you know what? No wonder we gave the guy the money. That's a guy you want to go to war with. Yeah, I mean, aside from OG Ananobi, who has also looked uh, fantastic here in the first two games, I'd say Van Vliet has been the best Raptor on the floor. Um, you know, he looks like he just hasn't missed a beat uh, from uh, last season. He looks like he's ready to go, doesn't have to work himself into any kind of shape, despite the uh, very crunched offseason. Um, and it doesn't look tired at all. He's, you know, working on defense. He led the NBA in deflections last year, despite being a small undersized guard. And, um, you know, he continues to show just how, uh, how great he is on that end in these couple games. He's not taking it easy just because it's the preseason. He's been fantastic on that end, uh, racking up steals. And then, um, you know, tonight especially, you saw the areas of, the, of his game uh, that everybody would like to see him grow a little bit more in, uh, most notably pull-up shooting. You know, he was 5-7 of seven from deep tonight. Um, yeah, it's an area that Kyle Lowry's always been fantastic in, and pulling up, especially on the fast break. Um, when you get wide-open looks there, defenses are a little confused. And Van Vliet was doing that tonight. Uh, looked great. And, and that's the kind of thing you want to see from uh, the point guard that, like you said, you just gave a big contract to, and, you're, and uh, the team would be hoping that uh, you know, he's a point guard of, a future, of the future. So um, that's exactly the kind of stuff you want to see from uh, Fred Van Vliet. So far, so good indeed. Joshua Howe is with us from Sportsnet. I'm Roger Lajoie. We're wrapping up the Raptors' second straight preseason win against Charlotte, 112 to 109. I, about the only negative I can come out of this one uh, tonight, and again, the results don't matter, as we all know, uh, Josh, but um, 
the right and, and Jonesy brought it up on our broadcast a couple of times tonight. When push comes to shove and when they need to concentrate on defense, they can do it. And we've seen it for the last couple of years, but they've done it in these two games. They have done it just enough to win, not to microanalyze preseason basketball, because again, you shouldn't. We're just trying to get through the schedule. Got it, got it, got it. Do you feel, does that make you feel better that they can still just shut it down when they have to? Because after, you know, Charlotte really ran the table pretty good in that first half, Third quarter, not so much. And in the fourth quarter, by far, the best defensive performance for the Raptors. Yeah, and I think, yeah, I, like you're saying, I don't think there's too much to worry about right now, but um, it's definitely a good thing to see that they can sort of turn it on when they need to. Um, you know, Nick Nurse seeing what he's got and a bunch of different guys. Some guys, obviously, we, we already know um, the level of uh, defensive acumen that they have, uh, what the output is. Like, we're just talking with Van Vliet. Uh, he's a great defender. Um, everybody already knows that Siakam's a great defender. We know those guys can turn it on when they need to, but seeing guys like Malachi Flynn, um, you know, translate his uh, you know, defensive ability that he had in college uh, seemingly perfectly smoothly to the NBA game is definitely a plus. Uh, if he can be a plus defender, which it sure looks like he can be um, throughout the regular season, that's just another fantastic addition. And, um, you know, the, the, the Raptors' second unit last season uh, wasn't necessarily as strong as the starters uh, defensively. So if, if there can be uh, added, um, you know, a uh, defensive improvement there, that's a big deal. And uh, it, it, it is good to know that just generally they can kind of turn it on. I think some of it, too, is just some new guys getting uh, acclimated to some of the schemes uh, that Nick Nurse has is running and, and is looking to, um, to try out. Um, and, uh, you know, that's sort of a normal thing. So uh, I think it's definitely impressive, and uh, there's nothing really to worry about there. But always uh, always cool to see them just uh, turn it on when they need to and decide that they're going to win the game. Well, they certainly did that in the first two games. That was the uh, same theme uh, from both the games against Charlotte. Your book, your read, your your grade for Pascal Siakam and, and the first two games of the uh, preseason. And, and it's even unfair, really, maybe to kind of center on him. But given the way things ended up in the bubble, people hoping that Siakam becomes the Siakam of old. And, and Joshua, it's, rarely do you hear a player that people are so concerned, is he smiling enough? Does he look happy out there? <laughs> it's like, it's, it's incredible how important that is to people. But that really yeah. was what seemed to sap him in the bubble. Uh, two preseason games, how did he look to you? Yeah, you know, he looks, uh, he looks fine to me. Um, you know, he really looks like uh, Siakam is going out there and um, maybe a little bit is, is him working his way back into things, but he also looks like he has a particular focus on shooting, um, and that that's something he wants to do, especially in the first game. Uh, you know, he came out and he pretty much only took jump shots. Uh, he didn't drive very much, didn't go down to the post very much. Um, you know, that's stuff that I don't think the team is worried about doing much of in preseason, uh, especially when Siakam's not going to be playing big minutes or anything. So, and, you know, he was kind of doing that again tonight. He only took seven shots. Most of them were jump shots. Uh, four of them were three-pointers. So, um, yeah, I think that's just uh, sort of something he's kind of working on, and the preseason is a good place to do it. And uh, I don't think there are too many concerns there uh, to have with him at all. And like you're saying, I do really think the large part of the bubble issues were, um, you, know, how, uh, you know, how he went in there mentally. A lot of players talked about how difficult that time was. And um, hopefully the start to this season – you know, uh, will be a little bit easier, not so much in one place and kind of confinement and, um, you know, uh, not, not so much stuff all happening at the same time. So uh, hopefully that's a little bit better for him. He's in a better place now. And uh, it's good to see him out there smiling on the sidelines with Fred Van Bleet and stuff like that. So uh, I'd say he's been uh, pretty good through two games and not much to worry about going into the season. Yeah, that's a, a good sign indeed. Um, Aaron uh, Baines is the newcomer to this team, obviously, and really is expected to fill quite a void when you consider the departure of the veterans who were on this team last year. Are you confident he's going to be a good fit, and especially with the way Nick Nurse wants to you know, get as many different looks from this team as possible? He's already talked about the eight-man rotation and what have you. How is he fitting in, in your mind, to this Raptor mix? Yeah, I think he fits in okay. I mean, I think he was the best available center on the market that they were able to grab once they lost uh, Gasol and Ibaka. And, um, you know, I, I think he's pretty good. I mean, he's, he's, he's a downgrade from those two guys. Uh, I mean, that's, you can, no one's really going to deny that. Um, but I don't think it's by as much as maybe a lot of people think. Uh, you know, he's a pretty good defender. Um, you know, he's tough. He's physical. That's sort of his thing um, more than, uh, the, you know, uh, the mid-range shooting touch like Ibaka 
Um, he, can, he can stretch the floor, but he's more willing to shoot uh, than Gasol. Um, you know, maybe not quite the defensive anchor that Gasol is, but again, you're not losing a ton on that end. Um, I think he sort of is sort of a, like, a, like a, a bit of a miniature version of Gasol's game in that, you know, he's an okay passer, not a great one. Um, he's a decent defender, uh, not a great one. Um, but he still has enough that on the Raptors team where he's surrounded by a bunch of plus defenders, you know, he can stretch the floor when he needs to. Last season, he shot around league average, but had significant volume. Good three-pointer, uh, good three-point shooter for a center. Um, you know, that kind of stuff matters. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, I think he's going to fit in pretty well. Um, he, he looks like one of the guys that maybe is getting a bit, uh, used to some of the Raptor schemes still while he's out there, but uh, he's also a veteran too. So, you know, maybe he needs a bit more time to sort of warm up for the season and, and stuff like that. Uh, he was part of the Suns that went 8-0 in the bubble uh, at the end of last season, but uh, he's been out a bit longer than most of the guys on the Raptors have been. So um, I think he'll fit in, but uh, might need a little bit of time to get acclimated. To be expected, no question about that. 16 different Raptors had points tonight. Same deal in the first game against Charlotte. That is what preseason basketball is all about, Josh, and getting uh, everybody an opportunity to play. We've talked about Flynn. Matt Thomas was the hero in the first game. Tonight, at least with the off the points, pretty good night for Terrence Davis to give you 14 points in 14.35. Of that bench mob, and it's a real mob now with all the bodies uh, that are down there, who do you think yeah. are going to be the co- go-to guys coming off the bench for Nick Nurse? Yeah, well, uh, I mean, Flynn uh, sure could be. Uh, that's sort of something that's skyrocketing up uh, into the possibilities uh, that uh, I'm not sure were there before uh, these two games had started, but he certainly seems to be playing his way in there. I mean, Nurse is letting him um, play more minutes than uh, maybe he thought he was going to in these two games, so that's exciting to see. I think uh, DeAndre Bembry has looked pretty good. He's a guy that comes in and gives you a lot on the defensive end, maybe not the most potent guy offensively, but he's going to go out there, work hard. Um, you know, O'Shea Brissett came back tonight, uh, looked pretty good. He had off-season surgery, so this was really his first time in an actual game, but uh, played just nine minutes, but that's a guy that is, is a favorite, I think, to take that final uh, roster spot, uh, you know, that's open right now. And uh, with uh, Paul Watson Jr. and uh, Jalen Harris uh, as the two, uh, two ways uh, that will presumably be going to play in the uh, the G League bubble. Um, and then, like you mentioned, Terrence Davis as well, um, you know, was a rotation piece uh, last year. So I think you can expect him to probably be a rotation piece uh, again once uh, this season begins. And Patrick McCaw, too, uh, is very notably a favorite of Nick Nurse's. Um, he's out a bit as well uh, right now with the injury. But uh, I imagine when he comes back, Nurse will probably try to find a way to see if he can fit into the rotation, too. A lot of weapons, a lot of different ways he can do it, and it will be exciting indeed. Raptors take care of business tonight, second straight time, beat the Hornets 112-109. Friday night, they finish the preseason. We'll have that game for you as well on Sportsnet 590, The Fan. Joshua Howe joining us from Sportsnet to chat about it today. Josh, great stuff. Great to have you on the show, and thanks so much. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you, sir. Joshua Howe joining us from Sportsnet. I'm Roger Lajoie. Your thoughts welcome. You can drop a text, 590-590, or a tweet, at the Raj 590 on Twitter, or you can email roger at sportsnet590.ca. No question, Flynn is really the story tonight. 7 for 12 from the field, 17 points. As a rookie, impresses yet again. Freddie Van Vliet, incredibly hot in that first half, and the Raptors get another win, move on to the next game. Preseason wins and losses don't matter, but you like the vibe around this team and its professional poise. And we know this much, as I said earlier, this team is very good once again. We'll hear from Eric Smith, voice of the Raptors, uh, before in the next hour. We'll get more post-game reaction as well as we continue to wrap up the Raptors' second win in as many games in the preseason. I'm Roger Lajoie. You're listening to Sportsnet 590, The Fan. You're listening to The Rap. Sportsnet 590, the fans, Raptors postgame show. It is indeed the wrap. I'm Roger Lajoie on Sportsnet 590, the fan. Great to be with you here until 11 o'clock Eastern. Raptors beat Charlotte 112-109. Look, the preseason is what it is. But... You play them, you may as well win them. The Raptors do. And off we go till Friday night. And we'll have that game for you as well. That's against Miami. It'll be the Raptors' air quotes home opener. 
I know Eric and Paul were talking about what are we going to call it, home away from home or whatever, air quotes, home opener uh, against uh, Miami. And we'll have all the action starting at uh, 7 o'clock on Friday night. I'll join you again during the intermission and then for the post. You want to weigh in on the Raptors, your thoughts about them, how, how are they going to manage in this much tougher Eastern Conference? You can text 59590, name and location if you're texting. Get me on Twitter at the Raj 590 or email roger at sportsnet590.ca. A little later, we'll get the post-game comments from head coach Nick Nurse and Fred Van Vliet of the Raptors win. But right now, we're going to get the comments from our play-by-play guy, Eric Smith, who called the game today from Studio North. Good job there, E, calling in Studio North today. How was, uh, I prefer Studio COVID-19, though. Jonesy was called it. He, I think he called it Studio 19 uh, for, for, you know, obviously obvious reasons. But, uh, yeah, Studio North is what I was going with. Uh, I don't know, Raj. It's, listen, it's a different world for all of us. I think we're all adapting in whatever jobs we have. If, if you know, if we're fortunate enough to, to have jobs still, because I know there are a lot of people out there struggling. So um, would I rather be doing it in person? Would I rather be in an arena? Would I rather maybe even be calling them down in Tampa? Uh, yeah. But you know what? This is a pretty damn good alternative. And, and um, I'll tell you, the folks at uh, Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment, uh, at, at Rogers, and for that matter, at Bell as well, everybody that came together to, to build these uh, television and radio studios inside the old Raptors practice facility at Scotiabank Arena, they did a hell of a job. Uh, they, they deserve a ton of credit for the work that they put in to convert a basketball court into a, a multimedia, multi, multi-purpose uh, facility, essentially. And uh, outside of freezing my ass off because there was no heat, uh, it was pretty pretty damn good. And uh, um, I was still in, in, impressed with the setup overall, and it's going to become kind of uh, much like we just finished saying about the Raptors' home away from home in Tampa. It's going to be uh, home away from home from us now doing these sort of, uh, um, you know, these, these remote broadcast locations from, uh, from a weight room in a practice facility in Toronto. Well, I can tell you, you did a hell of a job. I will say that for you. It is great. And yes, Eric, I know you're you're not complaining. Neither am I. And listen, here's, and we're going to get more into the Raptors in a second, but here's just one thing we can get off the table right now for everybody's listening, because you're absolutely right. A lot of people struggling this time of year. It hasn't been an easy time. But in retrospect, and it will be in retrospect a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now. And I think the further we get away from this, Eric, um, the more we're going to feel this way. In my mind, and I'd like your thoughts. I think it's a bloody miracle what they're even playing. I, I think everything that we've just seen, and we're going through it, and we adapt so quickly, Eric. But, like, I, I, and we talked about this, you and I, at the start of this nightmare that we're, we're going through now with, with COVID. Is I didn't think they were going to pull off a bubble or hubs or play the games or the Raptors would be playing in Tampa. If I'd said to you in March, yeah, the Raptors are going to be playing in, uh, in Tampa as their new home team. What, they're going to relocate? Like, the whole thing is amazing. So you know what? We're doing the best we can. You're doing the best you can. And we're very grateful to have the opportunity. And I think the listeners and and people watching on TV at home are happy to have the distraction now more than ever before. So let's make that crystal clear. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you, Roger. I, I think we all uh, are looking for some sort of a distraction, whether it's through sports, whether it's through television, uh, whatever it may be, you know, we, we can't or we shouldn't be gathering with, with friends, with family. We're, we're working from remote spots. We're working from home. We, even if we love our families, we've been under the same roof uh, for, for nine, ten months now and probably getting on each other's nerves a little bit more than usual as much as we're also still relishing the time that maybe we otherwise wouldn't have had. Uh, there's so many pros and cons to all of this. I think we're all just kind of searching for some sort of normalcy in this very abnormal world and existence that we're living in if professional sports uh can bring a little slice of that and do it in a safe way and that's obviously the biggest caveat if it can be done safely if it can be be, be done as close to as properly as possible then 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 why not and and uh if we can play a little bit of a part in that as well by by bringing folks uh hopefully some entertainment through the broadcast and through pre and post game shows and talk shows and everything else then uh, you know, I think it's uh, in, incumbent upon us to, to maybe do that as well. So um, I'm not even sure what else to say, Rod, because, you know, I, I, I know I echo what you're saying, and, and I'm sure you agree with me that it's, it's tough for everybody right now, including you, including me, including everybody. And uh, we're all just trying to find ways to get through this. And if this can be one of the ways that helps, 
uh, then I, uh, I'm happy to do my part as long as it's not putting me at risk. And, and uh, I know that I'm smart enough and mature enough and responsible enough to be uh, doing everything I can to, to stay as, as safe and clean as I can. And then at the end of the day, you know, you got to throw, I don't know if it's throwing caution to the wind, Rod, but you just, uh, you definitely have to say, hey, if I'm being as smart and, and as, as mature and responsible as I can be, at the end of the day, what more can I do? And if I ultimately uh, get sick, then uh, I guess my number's up. But you, you, you just have to kind of uh, be as be as smart. I can't say that enough. Be as smart as you can on a day-to-day basis and not take things for granted and, and not be cavalier with the uh, proper protocols and the proper procedures that you should be following um, in everyday life, let alone uh, within a, a workplace. Wear a mask, wash your hands, stay safe. And we're all going to get through this just fine, Eric. So well said, bud. That's Eric Smith. I'm Roger Lajoie. It's a wrap. And the Raps get another win, 112-102 tonight over Charlotte. I know who's a distraction now. Malachi Flynn. Holy smokes. Eric, like you don't want to start doing cartwheels over a rookie in the preseason. Because you know what? People are going to say you guys are sounding like the Toronto Maple Leafs postgame show. So... Wow, Flynn is incredible. I mean, I, I mean, it's hard not to get excited. I mean, uh, a twenty eighth, twenty ninth overall pick, uh, man, he looks terrific out there. He really does, and and you know, my counter to that, Rod, as well. And again, I, you and I've worked together long enough. I think you're probably in lockstep with me. You can't have it both ways as a as a fan or as a critic or whatever. If you're going to be the type of person that destroys somebody when they play poorly or gets all over a guy because he doesn't play well or, or he looks every part the rookie. He doesn't look like he's ready. It looks like it was a reach at 29. Blah, 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 blah. Well, then you know what? You got to be ready to give out a little bit of praise and, 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 and show a little bit of love when a guy performs well and maybe flies in the face of what you were thinking you were going to be saying after a game. So I do give the guy full credit. Yeah, it's only preseason. Let's see what it's like when the, you know, when they're playing a better opponent, when they're playing when the games really matter. But if this is kind of a, a precursor to things to come, man, he, he looks impressive. Because to me what stands out, Raj, put the stats aside, put the numbers aside. It's the fact that he doesn't look out of place. He doesn't look shy to shoot. He doesn't look like he's lacking confidence. So if you can have that mentality, that attitude, that approach, let alone that skill and that finish, when it actually does matter, when you actually are playing even better opponents and, 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 and the chips are down even that much more, then I think that bodes well because, listen, we, we've seen it, Raj, in all sports with guys that just don't look like they're ready for prime time quite yet. And I haven't gotten that sense from Malachi in either of these two games. He looks every bit the part out there. Well, and another encouraging development for this team. So, yeah, absolutely. And he did look uh, he did look terrific out there. So, Eric, uh, I'm not going to nitpick, not going to microanalyze this game uh, a ton, but a couple of observations I had, curious to your read, and Jonesy brought it up on the broadcast. It is reassuring, that even in the preseason, that when the Raptors decide they want to play defense and shut it down, they can play defense and shut it down. They didn't look very good defensively in the first half at all. Uh, by the fourth quarter, they looked uh, very good. Good. And Charlotte were really struggled. I think they went seven for 19 in the uh, in the fourth quarter. And that was the difference in the game. It was the first thing in the uh, same thing in the first game. They get, they fall down 25, six and they just keep coming and keep coming and eventually wear the teams down. It doesn't matter if you win or lose in the preseason, but the fact that you still get glimpses of how good this team can be defensively when it wants to be, is got to be encouraging. Yeah, I agree with you, Raj. And, and you know, it is, it is, uh, I, I don't want to say I'm concerned about it, but it is something to keep an eye on if the Raptors continue to do stuff like this in the regular season. And I'm not just using the preseason uh, to judge it on only two games. I, it, I, I think you might agree with me. We saw that last year with this team. They, they kind of float in between when they really want to drop the hammer. Maybe part of that is a product of you're not, even if you want to as a fan, you want to see it, you're not going to be going, pardon the expression, balls to the wall for 48 minutes every single night there are going to be lulls but do you have the ability to put that foot down and to stop an opponent or to stop a run or to really crank up that defense when ultimately needed that can be a bit of a dangerous game to play sometimes if you think that you can turn it on and off like a tap and it's always going to be there for you because there are going to be nights where it's not there for you and and if you don't bring it from the get-go it's going to escape you uh, so that is a little bit of a, a reason to kind of keep an eye on that. Uh, I, I don't I don't want the Raptors to kind of creep into that mode where maybe they get a little bit complacent or lazy at times with that. I'd like to see them have that, that focus and drive uh, maybe for longer stretches. But that said, 
Um, I think we've seen, uh, even in the bubble, yeah, I know they got bounced in game seven and round two, uh, and yeah, it's only two games in a preseason. But when I look at their personnel and who they have and the fact that it's still a very familiar core, even with the absence of an Abaca and a Gasol, they're still a very familiar core. There's still a lot of turnover on this roster of, of chemistry and cohesion of guys that have played together. But I think that they've established a style of play uh, and, 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 a, and an attitude and mentality that when you come to this team, when you're Alex Len, when you're Aaron Baines, when you're DeAndre Bembry and Malachi Flynn, you know what is expected of you as a Toronto Raptor, as a, as a, as a player under Nick Nurse. And I think that that will kind of filter down to these guys. And I think that this team will ultimately be a club that, that kind of makes its name on being a tough out, a tough defensive team more often than not. Yeah, I, I totally agree, and uh, they certainly have that Raptor way of doing things now, and winning an NBA title will do that for you, uh, Eric. So uh, I, I'm not concerned as well. It, it, it is good to see. There's the usual sloppiness you see in, in the preseason, a lot of turnovers. The Raptors live as a team that, you know, um, outperforms the other team in turnovers. They made a lot tonight, but end of the day, is that just more preseason sloppiness? I think so. I mean, listen, I, I honestly don't even know what the final number was for Malachi Flynn in terms of turnovers. Uh, but I think, you know, when you're closing out the game, with, with no disrespect, you're closing out the game with, with uh, Alizé Johnson and, and Henry Ellenson and Stanley Johnson, DeAndre Bembry, uh, you know, uh, you're playing your rookie heavy minutes in the second half. Uh, you're playing in a preseason game, working out the kinks after not having been on the floor for a couple of months. I, I think that's a a product of the preseason more than anything else, Raj. I mean, listen, are there going to be nights where the Raptors have 20-plus turnovers? Yeah, but I think they're going to be few and far between. I think this team has proven to be uh, a very capable, very steady-handed team with the likes of Fred VanVleet uh, and obviously Kyle Lowry. And I think that there's going to be far more nights, far more nights where we're talking about this team hovering around 10, 12, 15 at most uh, uh, turnovers. And I'm not going to get over the concern. It was certainly uh, not pretty. I think both teams ended with, if I'm not mistaken, over 25 turnovers apiece. So that's something that uh, just kind of, you know, bit of brought, a, brought a bit of a grind to the game overall. But I don't think it's going to be something that we, we need to be overly concerned about come regular season. Yeah, preseason sloppiness, right? Uh, Flynn wound up with five turnovers. Raptors had uh, 22, but that's just one of those things. And I thought Flynn was better than the other rookie in this game that's getting all the attention uh, in LaMelo Ball. Uh, what did you think of him? I totally agree with you, uh, and, and that's not to say that Ball looked bad, just that Flynn looked better. Uh, I think Ball is, is uh, you know, he's, he's long, which is good for him defensively in terms of trying to sneak those hands in there and, and, and knock the ball away, grab some steals, get into pass lanes, and, and just kind of be a, a bit of a pest, a bit of an irritant. There's no denying that his uh, court vision, his passing skills are incredible, uh, but I think the struggle is going to be for him uh, finding his shot. And, 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 and making a shot because he's got such a funky release, much like his brother, but, but I think it's even funkier. And Jonesy made a great comparison on our broadcast. If you recall, you know, a, a guy that, you know, I, I think kind of made his, made his name mostly uh, with Sacramento uh, and Houston, Kevin Martin. He used to have that funky release, Rod, where he brought that ball down onto his opposing side, like almost onto his hip and then really hoisted up and flicked it from his hip on the opposing side. Like, the, you know, he's a right-handed shooter, and he would bring it across his body down near the hip and then fling that thing up. And Martin was a, was a hell of a scorer, but such a bizarre release, and it made it difficult to squeeze that thing off in a hurry, allowing defenders to get up on that shot a lot and to block those shots or at least knock the ball away. And I think that's going to be a, uh, an issue for ball and a struggle for ball because we saw it even with the Raptors tonight. When he got into the lane, or he got anywhere close to, say, 15 feet, the Raptors were forcing him to be a shooter and taking the pass away. They knew that he wanted to throw it up and lob it to the rim, look for the alley-oop, or give it up to somebody. They knew it. Instead, they said, no, you beat us with the shot. And I think he finished 3 of 10, 3 of 11. Uh, and I think a lot of that is the product of, yeah, okay, it's only the second game of, of, of his career as a pro, but it's also a guy that, with that funky release, it's going to be tough for him to, to go, go against, you know, the best of the best. You're not you're not playing overseas anymore. With due respect to some of the the, the good players overseas, that ain't the NBA. You, you talk about the top top league period, and uh, you're amongst the uh, you know you're amongst the 450 best in the world now. You're going to have to kind of bring something else to your game on the offensive end. 
Uh, there's no doubt about that. Ball was three for 10, 12 points, three boards in 20 minutes even in the game tonight as the Raps beat Charlotte 112 to 109. One more preseason game Friday night against Miami at uh, Tampa. I'm sure it's a case of any team that's largely loaded with veteran players. Preseason is short this year and they're probably happy it's short. What do you expect, if anything, different on Friday night in terms of who gets some playing time, Eric? You know, I, I wonder if we maybe see Nick Nurse go to the uh, starters in the fourth quarter, Roger, just to give them a little bit of late game burn on the floor. Uh, you know, what we saw tonight was much like the blueprint we saw on Saturday. The starters, you know, played decent minutes in the first quarter, came back and played, you know, a handful of minutes in the third, and then that was kind of it, shut it down. But I think there might be a little bit of a longer leash uh, come Friday night. And I think the biggest uh, change that we would see, um, I would assume, is having Kyle Lowry in the lineup. I'd be shocked if Lowry doesn't play at least one game uh, before things get real on December 23rd against the Pelicans. So so that alone is a change in that uh, I, I would anticipate, and it hasn't been confirmed, but I would anticipate that Kyle Lowry suits up and and, and uh, hopefully that uh, you know bodes well for Toronto kind of closing things out and, 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 and gearing up for that game on the 23rd. Yeah, and that will be the start of the season, 7.30 against New Orleans. We'll have the game Friday against Miami for you. Eric Smith and Paul Jones on the call from the beautiful Studio North or Studio 19, which I prefer uh, to call it. I'll join you for the intermission and uh, post game as well. Great call as always, Eric. Th- th- uh, thanks so much, and uh, we'll talk on Friday, pal. All right, Rod. Thank you. Anytime. Thank you. That's Eric Smith. Joining us, Voice of the Raptors, I'm Roger Lichois. You got to play the preseason games. You got to tick them off the schedule. Tick two off for the Raptors. Tick off two wins. Nuff said. And Malachi Flynn, a terrific story tonight uh, for the Raptors. And that is uh, something to be excited about. And uh, Alex in Brockville texts in at 590-590. He's excited and says, I know it's preseason and we have to severely temper expectations, but Malachi Flynn is really showing why this Raptors front office values that fourth year in college so much. He gives us fans hope. Alex, thank you. Hard to argue, Alex. He was terrific tonight and a nice, well, maybe not a uh, surprise to the front office because they know what they're doing, obviously. They found players everywhere before, but a nice surprise for many of us. Uh, Tony in the Hammer um, gives us a text at 590-590. Tony, always great to be with you. And uh, during halftime tonight, I mentioned uh, uh, the passing of Officer Brancroft Wright, who is a regular caller to our Raptors uh Post game shows with Eric and uh, Jonesy for so many years and and dedicated 20 years of his life to the Peel Regional Police and Last Force Communication Officer, just a wonderful guy. And Tony says, my sincere condolences to the family and Peel Regional Police on the sudden passing of Officer Bancroft, right? Just a wonderful man, R.I.P. Bancroft. I was really impressed with our Raptors, especially Flynn and Davis coming off the bench. Tony, thank you, and thank you for bringing up Bancroft again because... Uh, he certainly uh, deserves it. It is the wrap. I'm Roger Lajoie at Sportsnet 590, the fan. So Nick Nurse is 2-0 and in the preseason. <laughs> what does he care? Nick Nurse is the all-time winningest coach in winning percentage, get this, in the history of the NBA. Did you know that? His winning percentage is higher than Phil Jackson's. Now, he's only been there two years. I get that, but that's pretty darn impressive. 2-0 and this preseason as well. Let's hear from Coach Nurse. You got a bunch of kind of guys with different looks. You had DeAndre out there with a bunch of first unit guys in the first half. What did you like with what you saw that was different from game one? Well, um, you know, first of all, DeAndre, I thought, gave us a big lift, you know, uh, just made a lot of cutting plays to the rim, some drives and some kickouts for some easy ones. Um, I just kind of like him as a utility guy, even stuck a – three ball or two, I think. So that was good. Um, thought Malachi was good again. I really thought um, Yuta, you know, again, had another solid game. Um, we, got, we got some work to do, though, right? There wasn't, there wasn't great rhythm and, and pop out of our first group, I didn't think, in either half. Um, but we'll, we'll uh, well, we know what we need to work on now. That was a good game. That was a good game for that. Yeah. Uh, that second quarter that Fred had, he signed, seemed to get into one of his little rhythms. I think he made two threes and a double clutch thing at the half and or at the buzzer. What have you seen from him? I guess pretty much what you kind of expect from a veteran like that. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that that's a game. I thought he was having a, kind of a tough, uh, tough luck there early. I thought he was getting knocked around pretty hard going to the rim or start the game. And, um, you know, he was getting a little frustrated, but, you know, as usual, he just hangs in there and keeps playing and um, got some got some nice open looks and knocked them down. And, you know, we needed we, we needed somebody to kind of step up and, and do that at that particular moment or the game was going to, you know, felt like felt like we were in a lot more trouble than we were in because he was kind of letting us hang around, you know, kind of single handedly. Great. Thanks a lot, Nick. Safe travels back to Florida. We'll talk to you later on. Thanks, Doug. Thanks, Doug. Uh, next, we'll go to Michael Grange. Hey, Nick. Um, hey, Michael. You, uh, it looks like you have, well, it doesn't look like, you clearly have a ton of options to go to as you try and construct the second unit. Um, you know, Matt Thomas, Terrence Davis, uh, DeAndre looks very good, not to mention Malachi. Uh, you know, do you enjoy as a coach having that kind of competition? Do you feel like there is a sense of competition to uh, carve out some minutes uh, in that second unit? Yeah, I mean, um, it's always good to have the competition, I think, Michael. Um, again, it, it, you know, you've been hearing me for a few days now talk about, you know, wanting to try to find some guys you can kind of count on each night. But I, I, didn't, I didn't quite feel that from Matt and Chris and, you know, Terrence. You know, in the first half, they didn't have very good stints. You know, Terrence hit some shots in the second half, which was good to see, get a little confidence. Um, you know, but again, DeAndre was a plus, and, and the thing I like about him is he's a heady player, right? He, he makes a lot of good plays, and and he might be a fit. You know, he, he looked like he was a good fit out there with that with the with the kind of majority of the first group. So, so you know, I'm still learning him, and he's learning us. But I like I like what I've seen so far. It's just these guys kind of all play the same position, Michael. You know, so it's. You know, I guess I'm just going to have to feel my way through it again with, with um, you know, if it's not somebody's night and try somebody else and, and maybe a wild card guy here and there. Um, but we'll see. We'll keep working at it. Thanks, Nick. Safe flight. Thanks, Michael. Take care. Uh, next, we'll go to Josh Lundberg. Hey, Nick. I uh, wanted to ask you about Norm. Uh, similarly to his start in the bubble games, he hasn't really looked like himself early on here. Uh, shots aren't falling. Uh, what are you looking to see from him going into the season? Is it just a matter of him getting things revved up again? Yeah, it looks like it to me. Josh, he, he looked like he was a little bit, you know, uh, not quite firing. Just just tonight, you know, everything was a half count late or a full count late. Um you know, and he didn't. He didn't. Obviously, didn't didn't make any of his three balls. Really, what was he one for seven? Yeah. So, I mean, we know we know he's a scorer, and he's gonna he's gonna shoot the ball well. You know, he's a almost a forty percent three point shooter. So, um, I think it's a little bit of maybe just getting back in the swing of it for him, right? And getting some getting some rhythm. In terms of Malachi, you mentioned him a little bit earlier. Is there anything about what you've seen from him through th through two games that has surprised you at all? Yeah, I mean, he's he's been a good generator of offense, and I don't just mean because he's been scoring. He's just been he's just been, you know, getting into the heart of the defense. You know, it's it's uh, again, he's making some good drives, and he's he's um, you know finding some great you know, fire outs to guys and, and getting the offense kind of initiated and breaking down the defense into rotations. That's been, you know, that's been a pleasant surprise. That's not easy to do in this league, you know, to come in and be able to, to do that. I mean, listen, it's still a preseason and I don't want to get carried away here, but uh, he's looked good as far as an offensive generator and he plays hard on D. Thanks, Nick. Safe travels. Yep. Thanks, Josh. Take care. Uh, next question will go to Tim Reynolds. Hi, Nick. Hi, Tim. Even after Friday, I mean, you never know all the answers after a preseason. You never know all the answers after. Not even you. Not even you know all the answers. <laughs> is it going to be, is it almost easier to accept it this year just because it's a shorter preseason? It's a shorter camp. It's such unusual circumstances for you guys. Do coaches have to just kind of roll with it just a little bit more this year, even than usual? Do, do you think? Well, I think. Um... Yeah, I mean, I think flexi being flexible, I think, Tim, you know, kind of coaching on the fly a little bit more, 
Um, yeah, not not really overreacting to too much. I mean, listen, it's it's. I know it's the preseason, but you know, Charlotte obviously had a little more. Um, you know, they played with a little more uh, intensity tonight because you know they just it's kind of natural human instinct, right, to play tougher after a loss. I think it was good practice for. We got a couple games like this where you go into a city and you stay there for a few days and you and you. Um, you play the same team like this. So I think that was good practice. We addressed that a little bit, but it's, you know, it feels like, you know, we're only here three days or something like that. It feels like a lot longer than that because it's just not the pace we're used to. You know, you're just not used to, you're used to coming in, playing a game and zoom, you're off to another city. Right. So um, did seem a bit long here. Uh, It was pleasant. Um, But uh, yeah, I think you're going to have to kind of, um, well, you just got to kind of keep keep plugging away and, and not get too, too carried away in the results, even in, and even in the play. I think it's going to be uneven and up and down a little bit and just try to smooth it out as you go. There's obviously going to be stints like this in the regular season, too. Just how silly as it sounds, just was this necessary just to get a feel for what it's going to feel like? Yeah, I mean, I think it's um, helpful, right? It's helpful. Again, like I said, we addressed it. You know, I think um, – I think, you know, I just talked about this is good. It's good for us. You know, any, anything's good for us now to be out here playing against somebody else, but it was good to, to kind of see something we've never really seen before like that, you know, to play a team back to back and in the same city like that. So yeah, it's a good little, little uh, taste, I guess, of what's to come. Coach of the Raptors, Nick Nurse. And you can just, you can hear the smile in his voice. You know what? Nick Nurse enjoys the gig, enjoys his players. There's a good vibe on this team. It's a good basketball team. The Eastern Conference is going to be really tough. But you know what the Raptors do? The Raptors just win basketball games. Boy, that sounds like some real insight, doesn't it? But that's what they do. They just win basketball games, and it's true in the preseason, too. There's nothing really special about tonight's game, and they had a tough time at the start, and it's only Charlotte, but they win basketball games and they won 112-109 Malachi Flynn the story again tonight 17 points coming off the bench 1952 he played in the game 7 for 12 from the floor 3 assists uh 5 turnovers but 2 steals and just an impressive performance without question Terrence Davis also had 14 coming off the bench it seems like every night somebody else contributes like the days of the bench mob with this team Fred Van Vliet leading scorer in the game 23 points, 21 of them in the first half. And speaking of Fred, we'll hear his post-game comments next when the Raptors post-game show continues. I'm Roger Lajoie, and this is Sportsnet 590 The Fan. You're listening to The Rap. Sportsnet Charlotte, 590 Sh- The Fan's Raptors post-game show. Charlotte inbounds, picked off by Bembry to Siakam to Freddie. Heave at the buzzer is good. Wow. Fred Van Vliet. Wow. He adjusted midair. He went airborne. The shot was contested, and Fred kind of jackknifed and moved the ball and threw it up and in. What a great finish to the quarter for Toronto. Paul Jones, Eric Smith with the call. What a great finish to the quarter it was for Toronto, and what a great first half. Fred Van Vliet had for the Raptors 21 points in the first half. Got the Raptors to within three with that at the buzzer basket at the end of the half. And the Raptors took over from there. They kind of did. Really good defensively in the fourth quarter. And they slide by Charlotte 112-109. They're 2-0 in the preseason. Friday night preseason concludes. Miami next up on their dance card. That is a, air quotes, home game in Tampa for the Raptors, and then the regular season gets going Wednesday, December the 23rd against New Orleans. It's going to be a compact season. You're going to have to play a lot of games. You're going to have to have a lot of healthy bodies, and that's why, once again tonight, Nick Nurse used everybody. 18 guys in the lineup tonight. 16 of them scored at least one point. Everybody shared the ball and some positive things, and Malachi Flynn remains a big story here in the early going of this Preseason for the Raptors with 17 points tonight, 7 for 12 shooting, 3 for 8 from three-point land, and another solid performance by the Raps rookie. I'm Roger Lajoie here till the top of the hour. Kicking the grass is coming up at 11 o'clock. I'd like saying that with definity. Kicking the grass. 
Yeah, you've got to be careful when you say that, but uh, it comes up at 11 o'clock. CBS Sports Radio overnight, our great shows throughout the course of the week, and we'll have the Raptors game next Friday, and I'll join you again for the intermissions and the post after that. But speaking of Fred Van Vliet and that great first half, Freddie talked to reporters. Here's his post-game comments. Hey, Fred, I wanted to ask you about Malachi through two games here, understanding obviously that it's still early and it's just preseason, but is there anything you've seen from him that has surprised you to this point? Uh, no, not really. I think, um, you know, I, I, like I said before, I was able to work with him a little bit before the draft in Vegas. So I was able to see, you know, he had some games to him. Um, and then there's a training camp, just being able to meet him and, and talk to him. I'm just more impressed with his, with his personality, his demeanor, his character than anything. Um, I mean, they picked him, they picked him first round. So he must be pretty good. You know, that's, that's how I was going into it. And, um, you know, I've, purposely tried to stay out of his way to let him develop his own game and his footsteps and, and kind of, you know, his own personality instead of, you know, everybody just comparing him to me. So um, he's been doing great and, um, you know, there's, there'll be ups and downs, but uh, I think that's, that's what we're here for just to support him along the way. Has he been coming to you looking to pick your brain about stuff in practice and yeah, yeah, yeah. Every day, every day. That's what I like about him. He's 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 eager to learn, and um, he's humble enough to ask. And um, you know, that's a dangerous combination when when you're humble enough to seek out the info, but still have that swagger and that confidence to go out there on the court. And you know, you see what he's been doing the last two games. So uh, it's going to be a journey for him, and I'm sure there'll be there'll be ups and downs for him, but. Um, you know, he's got a bright future ahead of him, and he's he's in a he's starting off. Pretty good, you know, pretty good. Thanks, Fred. Safe travels. Thanks, Josh. Uh, we will go to Michael Grange next. Hey, Fred. As a, as a veteran now, uh, how are you approaching this preseason? You certainly don't look like you've, you've missed a beat from uh, from where we saw you in the bubble. Um, what's been your, your take on, on a short preseason and then being able to hit the ground running the way you have these two games? Yeah, it's tricky. It's tricky, man, because um, just from a leadership standpoint, um, just trying to be the voice and uh, the example that I need to be for the team. But at the same time, you know, not overdoing it um, and then just personally trying to manage my way back in and um, also, you know, still make sure I'm, I'm sharp and I'm ready, but but not overexert myself too early. I know I know what's to come. I know how the season is. I know, um, you know, Nick really pretty runs runs us really hard during the season. So I'm sure the minutes will be up. Um, so just trying to maintain and, and just get my individual work in and staying sharp um, and, and just trying to be the best leader I could be every day. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Fred. Thank you. Thanks, Michael. Uh, we'll go to Tim Reynolds from the Associated Press. Fred, even without Kyle there, what did these three days show you just about what this group's going to be about and what's, you know, how, how this season, how, how you guys could look at the start of the season? Um, I think we're still dangerous. We're still dangerous. And I knew that before the season started, um, we're going to miss those guys that, that are not here, obviously. But we got new guys that we got to try to plug in and, and get them up to speed and continue to do what we do. Our tradition hasn't left. Our character hasn't left. Our foundation hasn't left. So we just got to plug the new pieces in and, and see how it's going to roll. And it's going to take some adapting and some changing. And there'll be bumps along the way. But um, you know, every, every year, I tell you guys the same thing. I like our chances. And this year isn't any different. It'll just look different. So um, I think the young guys show some bright spots over these last two preseason games, and we've got to try to take that and build on it. Thank you, Fred. Thanks, Tim. Uh, we've got time for two more. We'll go to Doug Smith first. Fred, how are you, sir? Good. Um, just to go back to your, your comments about leadership, what is it about you that accepts that kind of role? Um, on this roster and in, you know we've seen it for years in sort of building what is it about you that welcomes that um i was born for it i mean it's just i've been told that my whole life whether i like it or not it's just the position i am um I've, I've been in this position for a long time now since i was a little kid and there's times where i wasn't so good at it and there's times where i've been great at it and i just try to manage that you know every day and um just try to help guys reach their full potential. That's that's my ultimate goal as a point guard and, and as a leader is just help guys reach their goals um, while also, you know, still maintaining my own personal ambition. So um, I think it's just being accountable, um, being vocal, being honest, being blunt, 
And, um, you know, I think once people see, you know, what, what type of energy you're on, they gravitate towards that. And it doesn't work for everybody. You know, there's a couple guys here and there that I don't click with, but um, the respect level is always there, and, and that's all you look for. Thanks, Fred. That's a great off-day story you just gave me. Appreciate it, man. <laughs> Thanks, Doug. Thanks, Dougie. Uh, we'll wrap up with Aaron Rose from SI.com. Hey, Fred. Um, I noticed that DeAndre was playing a little bit more um, on ball, I guess. How did you think he played tonight and, and sort of with you off ball? How'd that connection work? He was great, man. He was great. He kind of was in the Pat McCall role today, um, just taking the pressure off. Those guys were picking up full court um, and, and just having that extra ball handler. Uh, and, and he was a scorer in college. I remember him coming out, same class, and and DeAndre has some great ball skills, and, and um, you know, he can put on the floor, he can shoot, and he can play make. And so just uh, the rhythm, I think I've been studying his game. I think he knows my game. And so we just we just had a natural rhythm out there, and I was able to find him. He found me. Um, but just having an extra ball handler who can bring it up and, and initiate the offense and get us off the ball sometimes is great. Uh, alongside his defensive pressure, his length, his rebounding, um, I thought he was he was really, really, really good tonight. And hopefully, you know, we can build on that going forward. And last one, um, the coaches were talking about how they'd like to use Siakam a little bit more as sometimes maybe a facilitator when when the double team comes. Um, he didn't really force anything tonight. He was looking to pass, at least it seemed um, to me. What did you think of how he played sort of as more of a facilitator and keeping his efficiency up? Uh, he's great, man. He'll be good. You know, it's still, we're still figuring it out. It's, all of this stuff is new to all of us. And... Um, you know, I think that'll be more on the coaching side of putting him in spots where we know we're baiting the defense to pass and we know where the spots where he's going to, you know, look to score. So it's just a rhythm that we got to find. And it's game to game because every defense is different, but he's going to be getting every team's full attention, you know, probably for the rest of his career. So um, we work on it every day, just trying to find find the right spots for guys to be in. And it's going to take more time. Obviously, once we sprinkle Kyle back in, we can, that's another wrinkle we'll have to put in. But um, I thought Pete was great, and I, I just love his his energy and uh, his personality. I know I know you guys are pretty rough on him after the playoffs, but I just like I like his his motor and his energy going forward, and um, I'm I'm excited about the year that he's going to have. Fred Van Vliet, always uh, an entertaining interview. That low key kind of voice, but always a couple of nuggets of of great stuff there. He talked a lot about uh, DeAndre uh, Bembry, who had quite a night. Fifteen minutes, thirty five seconds of court time, nine points, plus seventeen, and as Fred just said, had really a terrific game. We'll hear from him next as we continue with the wrap. I'm Roger Lajoie, and this is Sportsnet five ninety of the Fan. You're listening to the Wrap. Sportsnet 590, the fans, Raptors postgame show. Sportsnet 590, the fan, Roger Lejoie with you for a few more minutes as we continue to wrap up the Raptors win over Charlotte, 112-109. Raps are 2-0 in the preseason. Friday night, they conclude the preseason with a, air quotes, home game against Miami at uh, Tampa, and we'll have full coverage for you here starting at 7 o'clock. Eric Smith, Paul Jones with the call. I'll join you during the intermission, as I did uh, tonight, and then for a post-game show after. Look forward to that. And really, I think, with all of us, really looking forward to the start of the regular season, Wednesday, December the 23rd, 7 o'clock against, uh, 7.30 against New Orleans, and the Raptors... Regular season will begin 72 games in the NBA. And people were talking, sent a couple of comments throughout uh, the course of the night while I was sitting here watching the game tonight. And people saying, uh, you know, and I said, well, who knows when the NHL is going to play? And and several people said back to me, oh, the NHL is starting January 13th. I haven't heard that officially. (laughs) Like, it's just like it's December the 14th. You just really wonder what's what's what. Uh, with the NHL and maybe they're going to just roll it all out and have it all there and say yeah we surprised you and the schedule's already set we shall see but we know the NBA is playing and the regular season can't come uh, soon enough uh, DeAndre uh, Bembry um, 
had a terrific game for the Raptors tonight. We're going to hear his post-game comments in a second. Just want to touch on the Monday nighter. It is a dandy, and Baltimore is up 34-20 to on Cleveland. Third quarter just coming to an end. And you talk about the typical game between these two games. Uh, Baker Mayfield is only 16 for 32, 192 yards, so not the greatest night for him, but he's throwing the ball, and that's how they're doing it. But in the rushing game, Ravens out rushing the Browns, 209-72. to And Lamar Jackson has rushed nine times for 124 yards and has only thrown the ball 11 times, six completions for 81 yards. Entertaining game, two-score game still, fourth quarter to come. Ravens up on the Browns, 34-20. to Okay, DeAndre Bembry, 15 minutes, 35 minutes court time tonight, nine points, a plus 17. Fred Van Vliet thought his game was great. Here's what DeAndre thought. What do you see your role being like this year, and and what do you think you can bring to that second unit? I mean, first off, I mean definitely defense, uh, the aggressiveness. Uh, I've always brought the edge to the game and just the hunger. I think that's the start of it. And then I can guard one through three. I can play one through three. Um, I get in the paint, make some some plays in the paint. Obviously, still getting better at shooting. I can shoot three sometimes as well. So I mean, I'm just all over the place, and I think uh, I think. Uh, these guys enjoy me just flying around like that. And uh, I think, I think it just helps us. What were the guys on that Charlotte bench saying to you when you, uh, before you took that, that step back three towards the end of the game there? You know, that's just normal. Uh, just talking smack, uh, hoping, hoping that you miss, but uh, I just told them, calm down, calm down, relax. It's going up. And it definitely happened how I wanted it to happen. So I just told him, relax, uh, take this L. It'll be all right. Thanks, DeAndre. Safe travels. Thank you. Thanks, Josh. Uh, we'll go to Doug Smith from the Toronto Star next. DeAndre, thanks for coming by. I appreciate that. Um, Fred was just telling us a couple minutes ago that your ability to score is something that might people might not know. He, he knows you as a guy who gets the ball in a basket in a, a variety of different ways. Do you have to guard against trying to do that too much, given what your role might be on this team? No, nah, I mean – People enjoy my defense so much they might overlook that yeah. I can, like you said, I can play with the ball. I'm, I'm a real good cutter. Um, but, I mean, look, I, I don't mind being under the radar. I've been under the radar <laughs> for a long time, a long time in my life. So uh, I think I just try to find a way, and it, it always somehow works out for me. But uh, Fred, I mean, he, he's obviously, like I said, we, we had a relationship already. We already respected each other's game. So he's seen pretty much everything I can do. So... Um, I think that's just more so us just building a bond and them getting comfortable with me. In that second quarter, <clears throat> you did handle the ball a fair amount that let Fred that let Fred play off the ball, get in some shots coming off screens, uh, zipper cuts and that sort of stuff. How much better does that make him when he's able to play without the ball? It, it, just any point guard, especially guys like him and Kyle that always feel like they have to have the ball in their hand for the team to get a good shot. I mean, it's hard to be trustworthy with um, certain guys that might not be comfortable with the ball. And like I said, I think he just knows that I'm comfortable with the ball and he knows I'm going to try to make the best play for it. And also, he knows I told him during the game, I'm like, yo, I mean, let me bring the ball up. I know you're tired. I know you're in shape, but you can play off the ball as well. And I think it's just us just getting comfortable with each other. And tonight was definitely one of those days where we got better and learned. Great. Thanks, Trump. Did you get a chance to see anybody back home in Charlotte for these three days when you're there? Or you uh, down? A couple, couple cousins, but definitely still trying to stay safe at the moment. <laughs> I definitely got to see a couple, couple family members while I was here for sure. I got it. Thanks very much, DeAndre. Thank I appreciate you. it. Thanks, Doug. Uh, we'll go to Peter from RDS. Hey, DeAndre. Uh, congrats on the win. Uh, definitely you showed some energy and you showed your versatility tonight. It's only been a couple of weeks, but can you talk to us about the culture of this Toronto Raptors organization, do you feel that it's a championship culture when you walked in? Here? I mean, for sure. I mean, the, 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 the things that they bring to the everyday practice is just something I wasn't able to, to see and recognize. I mean, their highlights from past seasons is just the start of it when we were at camp and I got to see some of the, some of the plays and things that they wanted to get better from. And these were in the finals. These were semifinals. I haven't even played a minute in the playoffs yet. So um, it was pretty cool to just see where they've been, where they're trying to get back to. And um, it was a humble experience as well. I mean, I love winning. 
but I haven't been able to get out there and get on the winning team yet. And I'm just trying to find, find my way with this team and just get a fit with them. Last one, uh, you know, with Malachi and Terrence and yourself, you kind of picked up full court and you really disrupted uh, the Charlotte Hornets trying to bring up that ball. Do you feel that your energy will be contagious with the rest of the team and trying to get up full court, sort similar like you guys did in college? For, for sure. I mean, me, myself, I haven't played since I, well, we wasn't, I was with the Hawks, so we didn't play in the bubble. And then I ain't played since that season. So I haven't played in a, a full game in a, in a long time. So I think game by game, practice by practice, I'm still building my game stamina. But I would love to play full court. I mean, I know these guys wanted me to come here and play defense. So I'm going to give them everything I have. And why not go out there and try to beat them, especially on some of the young guys that Charlotte has. Uh, but for sure, I, I know for a fact what I'm doing out there is definitely going to rub off everybody else offensively and especially defensively. And there you have it, uh, DeAndre Bembry's post-game comments and a good night from him, nine points plus 17 in just over 15 minutes and a big factor in the Raptors' 112-109 win over Charlotte. Malachi Flynn keeps doing it. My goodness, he's been great. 17 points tonight, and they move on till Friday. That's our next broadcast, Miami at Tampa as the Raptors play their first home game of this season and the regular season opens up Wednesday, December the 23rd. Can't wait for the start of the regular season. Thanks. Go out tonight to our technical director, Josh Santos. Great job behind the glass as always, Josh. Sam McKee, producer. Sam, always great to work with you and thanks to J.R. Manitat too for helping us out with that post-game uh, audio. I'm Roger Lajoie. Follow me on Twitter anytime at the Raj 590 at the Raj 590. I will join you again Friday night Night, intermission and post game for the Raptors but stick around kick in the grass is coming up next CBS Sports Radio and our great lineup of shows starts Tuesday morning have a great night everybody and thanks for listening to the wrap on Sportsnet 590 the fans